You're listening to the Esports Business Network Podcast. Today's guest, Michael Crossman, president at Claim Your Fame and Claim to Fame Entertainment. Claim to Fame Entertainment specializes in hosting and sponsoring esports gaming, recreational gaming, and different entertainment-based activities in the capital region of New York State. Enjoy the show. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the Esports Business Network podcast. My name is Cameron Shelby, a.k.a. Aristotle, and I'm here with Trent Knox. How you doing, Trent? Yo, what's up, guys? Today, our guest is Michael Crossman. Michael is the president at Claim Your Fame Entertainment. So, Michael, how you doing today, man? Good, good. Thanks for having me. Hey, no problem, dude. No problem. And I believe Trent, I interrupted uh, Trent and Michael here. They were having a decent conversation, so I'm going to let them resume that conversation. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, I actually have talked with him a bit before. Um, do you go by Mike or Michael? I see sometimes I see Mike. Uh, I like Mike. So, yeah, Mike's cool. You like Mike? Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. Um, Mike has done a lot of things. I've listened, you know, heard his story a little bit before this. Um, but let's go back a little bit. I don't want to get into that specific topic yet with you, but uh, let's go back and talk about what. Did you when did you start with esports and what was your childhood like with gaming? Ah, nice question there. So uh, I'll start with you know growing up in the gaming generation with uh, you know Nintendo, <clears throat> uh, Mario obviously the first game, but uh, you know I have a twin brother, so we were always competitive with things that we did with sports and everything, and you know with the Nintendo coming out. Uh, when we had it, uh, you know, we used to compete against like Mario and how far we could get. And then like, obviously sports games and it really evolved into how like two player type of games, because obviously there's both two of us. So we were always competitive against each other about, you know, who's better, like sports games, who's better at shooters, who's better at driving games. So it was always competitive right from the start. And so, you know, uh, we turned that competitiveness into like uh, sports. And then once we really got into like the PlayStation 2 era, PlayStation, PlayStation 2, you know, Nintendo 64, that's when you started to get into like the Golden Eye and, you know, Tony Hawk and those games where you could uh, compete against people, you know, you know, uh, the very first forms of pretty much esports. Mm -hmm. And I know esports goes all the way back to the 80s with like, you know, arcades and stuff like that but it really didn't start taking off until obviously the big companies got back back into it and like the way games develop so you know we were big into like the maddens the fifas <clears throat> played a lot of warcraft 3 mm. uh just you know competitive games and and i always like to see where we ranked against other people uh you know winning tournaments you know placing and stuff so uh that's really how i got into esports is really just like uh competing you know starting with my brother my friends locally and then just seeing like the growth of uh, esports you know uh tournaments at game stops you know starting there and you know halo release parties and you know our first opportunity came when halo was released at a midnight release at uh gamestop you know we partnered up with gamestop we provided you know systems and we we contacted like a local Domino's or pizza joint and we did like a little party and we really said you know let's uh let's make this professional let's start pushing this idea of you know competitive gaming so who's the best in the area and that really evolved into you know owning all our equipment uh doing events with like the high schools and the colleges and then obviously esports just really snowballed from there and we kind of right in the coattails of developing esports in this area yeah for sure for sure and uh you grew up in upstate new york right yeah so i'm in albany which is the capital it's about two and a half hours north of the city and it's in the middle of pretty much like it's two and a half hours away from boston 
it's two hours away from Syracuse and like two hours away from Montreal. So we're like in the middle of all these big, you know, hubs of different, uh, you know, gaming places and, and like tech. And actually uh, in Troy, New York here, there's uh, Vicarious Visions and they did like the Spyro games, Crash Bandicoot oh, yeah. and uh, the Tony, the new, the Tony Hawk games. And they just actually did Tony Hawk one and two they redid it with the updated engine and everything so that uh yeah they're out of troy new york which is two minutes away from here so uh we have a pretty good uh, gamer hub uh game development like studios and they do a lot of indie game stuff here uh they just esports is a little behind here which you know in any area where east you know there's not a big population Mm -hmm. uh you know they it's we're 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 there to help develop it so back to, to the question that I was asking you before the show started that Cameron brought up. With your company, uh, you're also streaming? Or when did you start streaming? Yeah, so I I dabbled in streaming a little bit when uh, a few years back, like just to start getting brand awareness for our company. And our company, um, so there's, it, there's two companies. There's a... Uh, Claim to Fame Entertainment, which is an LLC and actually trademark in the esports space, that was started about five years ago. And part of the, part of building that brand and building that, like uh, showcasing that, it was streaming. You know, whether it was sports games or you know Warcraft three or like competitive games that way. Uh, so that was about three years ago. Um, doing that, uh, so. Yeah, I, I dabble in streaming. I'm not a full time streamer. I don't I don't consider myself like streaming Monday through Friday at set times, but I do stream every Saturday night, um, and I uh, you know promote the company and I promote like different things we're doing, especially with how everything is now. Everything's online, mm-hmm. so yeah, I do I do stream one night a week, and uh, we do have a stream channel, obviously on Twitch, Claim to Fame Entertainment, and you know Monday nights we do Smash. Tuesday nights, I believe it's uh, Pokemon. Wednesday is like a horror game. So we have a schedule. Um, it's not all just me. It's our team. But uh, yeah, my night is Saturday night. So I do stream Saturday nights. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Now, w- one thing you said that really intrigued me and kind of resonated with me a little bit was you said you had a twin brother. And that uh, that's what brewed this sort of competition competitive aspect in gaming with you specifically in the household. Uh, I can kind of resonate with that because I have a younger brother who's two years younger than me, but it was just me and him growing up. And so we would do similar things. We would, you know, compete in video games and whatnot. Uh, But that's very interesting to me having a twin brother. Are you guys identical? Yeah, we are identical. And yeah, we have... We're basically the same person with the same interests, you know, sports, you know, we follow all the same teams. Well, mostly all the same teams. He likes, he's a Cowboys fan. Mm -hmm. I'm a Raiders fan. So, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, no, we had, you know, we have that same like competitive style. Right. We were, we were big into sports and we really liked the aspect of esports and like how you can compete in it and something that you like and like earn, you know, either respect in the community or, you know, a little money. But I thought esports was a great avenue for the people that couldn't pursue their dreams and other competitive aspects, but, you know, saw the, to, to entangle the, the gaming and the competitive uh, into one. I think that was, really drew me to esports and kind of providing that for the community. Well, in the uh, PlayStation 2 era, um, how did you guys decide who was player one? Uh, well, so <laughs> when, when PlayStation 2 came out, we were very big into Madden. So it was always like we'd play against each other. So there was never – I was always player one. Just uh, That's just how it started. I, okay. I think it's a personality thing. He's older by three minutes, but – I have that like uh, take take you're the dominant. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in some things, you know, it's it's funny because you know he he's the talker. He can talk. I mean, he trust me, he can talk. Okay. But, uh, uh, I'm more of the like you know let's get to business type of guy, and he's more of a you know let's let's paint the picture, talk about the colors, talk about the background. You know, he's he gets <laughs> the details. I'm just right. like let's let's get to it. You know, super cool, super cool. 
Yeah. So, okay, you, you mentioned that Claim to Fame was not your only um, company, correct? Right. So Claim to Fame Entertainment, like I said, was started about five years ago. It was just like a DBA, and we did like small little business things with like either GameStop or a high school, birthday parties. Uh, and what we did was we went out, we got our own equipment, and, you know, that was our investment, getting the equipment. And then we provided the service of like a kind of like a mobile gaming service where, right. you know, there's a venue, we'll set it up, we'll, we'll like kind of like music, you know, they'll go and, and they'll hire someone and then they'll do like a party. And, you know, we've done, we've done like birthday parties, we've done uh, like holiday parties for companies uh we did like a rock band thing which was cool uh we've done some stuff with like uh go-kart place like a mario kart style tournament oh, wow. so, yeah so we've done some fun stuff like that and so that is really what spawned our second business which is claim your fame inc incorporate oh, and okay. so so we have we have two aspects of the esports industry one is like providing like the gaming and we call it gaming entertainment because we don't we don't just do esports with claim to fame entertainment mm -hmm. we do like um you know like the party the recreational style gaming too and then one of uh one of the big questions we were asked by you know some someone that was interested in investing was how are you going to brand yourself that's different than all these other guys that are, you know, looking to start this and, you know, anyone can really get the equipment and kind of brand themselves the same way. And so that really resonated with me. And I was like, I, I, I was like kind of dumbfounded for a, a day or two and I got back to him and that's where claim your fame spawned. And that's about building your brand and kind of, you know, what you're doing to build your brand. And so, you know, social media nowadays is like your brand. You know, you you post mm -hmm. something and people get an idea of who you are and reflect on the things that you say, whether it's good, bad, or whatever you're doing. People right. associate with what you do on your social medias as who you are. And essentially, you're creating your brand with those posts that you make or, you know, if you're sharing someone's content, they'll, people get an understanding of, you know, what type of person this, this person is based on what they're doing with their social media. So the way we, the way we want to translate that is, you know, some of these kids that are trying to get into esports or streaming or content creation, you know, these guys are younger and younger and younger. So they don't understand the power of, uh, social media like we do because we grew up in a time where there was no social media and it was like transforming the way we did things. And so claim your fame is a tool that's helping, you know, this, this gamer or this organization or this streamer, you know, build their brand through their social medias so that they could learn how to use it in a positive way. And that would help them with career opportunities or maybe job employment especially in the esports industry and gaming industry, you know, you're using these to gain like eyes on the, the product that you provide and, you know, your stream, you put it on your Instagram, your LinkedIn. And, you know, so you're essentially promoting your brand on these, on these platforms. So we want, we wanted to give a gamer, the gamers and like entertainers a platform that they could, you know, have fun with, with like leveling your brand and with the things that they're already doing. So, you know, they're already posting on these social medias and we're rewarding them for, you know, building their brand and hopefully we can align different brands together so that they could, you know, maybe get into a sponsorship or get into a career opportunity. Right. Okay. Interesting. So uh, is, so it's claim to fame and claim yep. your fame. Those are two separate entities. Yes. Okay. So claim to fame, is that still something that's ongoing today? Yeah. So we uh, still host tournaments through claim to fame and we're working with some of the high schools to build their esports programs. Um, you know, we're, we're running their tournaments. And so what we do is we teach the students, you know, how to run a stream, how to like, you know, build a bracket and how to run like a tournament organized. So claim to fame is really involved in that aspect of like 
you know, the esports building it up and building foundations for like either an organization or a club. And, you know, like we've done work with uh, Foxwoods Casino up here. Uh, we've done work, you know, with David Busters, uh, Lucky Strikes Bowling. So, you know, we've worked with some big companies to, to uh, inform them on how esports can like how they can get into the esports industry, whether it's running events or, you know, providing the space for events. Uh, Claim to Fame is really involved with that. And recently, uh, before all this, uh, you know, COVID stuff, we, uh, two years ago, we invented this gamer prom. And essentially, at the end of a school year, we went into a school and they had this new idea to have like a tech prom. And so we ran like a mini little esports tournament. There was some cosplay involved. Uh, we had some uh, workers from Blizzard talk and speak to the students. And we really had a business model that like the, the schools really liked. And so we secured, you know, a few schools the next year. And then unfortunately all the COVID stuff happened. So there's no meetings and parties and stuff like that. But uh, it's a model that we're actually, you know, we've created a business model for, you know, an esports or gaming tech prom. So, right. uh, yeah, I think it's pretty cool. It's, you know, a lot of, uh, it's a lot different now, you know, with the gaming and the tech and game development. So we uh, saw an opportunity where, you know, these kids, maybe they don't like dancing and they didn't like that kind of scene. So uh, it gives them an opportunity to celebrate the things that they like and see like the different opportunities with gaming, whether it's game development, uh, social media management, uh and esports opportunities and so the schools really like that because it gives a different perspective on uh, uh different opportunities yeah, it sounds very hands-on educational um uh opportunities and i think you know when it comes to ed educating like schools specifically you know we're, we're seeing more and more schools come out with esports teams you know what i mean yeah and i think uh claim to fame is really gonna play a big part in educating those schools and uh, organizations about that kind of stuff. That's really cool. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's a big thing with, um, you know, I, I talked to Trent a lot. I, I think Trent is uh, one of the best people to talk to esports about. And we have some good discussions about how, like, you know, there's organizations and there's companies that are looking to get into esports and sometimes they don't know the route. And that's the same thing with these schools is, they don't really some of them are just clueless to like how to even start you know and hopefully claim to fame can help them you know guide them through their program and you know help coach some of their uh teachers into helping them develop a esports program for their students to have an outlet especially now that some of these sports aren't even being played because of everything that's going on you can have some of these esports kind of events online and uh create you know those online events where people don't have to get together very interesting and now how did how did you two meet uh i met trent i think oh yeah we met on facebook uh i saw his esports business uh his uh, page and i reached out to him and we discussed a couple things and i think our visions on esports align a lot and just like I think every time we talked, I think we learned something new and things that we haven't seen before. And it, and a lot of, uh, you know, relationships and partnerships start that way where someone sees what you see, but at a different angle. And I think we have the same vision on esports community. And I think, I mean, I don't want to talk for Trent, but I just say, right. like, I think, I think every time we talk, there's always something that we learn. And I, I think people value that, you know, value those type of like relationships. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Trent, Trent's definitely that guy. Yeah, yeah no, definitely. I mean, um, esports business network, the Facebook group was where everything started really, uh, yeah. for, for EBN at least. And, uh, you know, I, I saw he, Mike had posted on a comment and then he had posted a post, uh, about claim your fame which is what I think it'd be one of the the best social medias for uh, gaming and entertainment culture 
out right now uh, that's offering more than a lot of other platforms offer right now uh, as far as the gamification of uh, this whole, you know, social celebrity that we've got going on within music, you know, fashion and esports has been right. is is a key to that because of the gamification that you're bringing. So maybe you could tell us a little bit more about claim your fame. Sure. Yeah, yeah sure. So, you know, claim your fame. We started about a year ago. Um, like we secured the investment for the idea, and essentially, you know, I've been part of uh, different think tanks for esports and different groups that have come up with different ideas and. Uh, recently, or I guess now it's like four or five years ago, uh, I was part of a group that uh, the developer, the developers of Player.me, um, which was a social media site for gamers, um, and I, I believe it's still around. I haven't really checked up on them, but they basically had the same. You know, we had we 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 had these ideas that we put together, and uh, some people, you know worked on them. Some people just were given ideas. And uh, I was part of the group of just giving ideas because I always thought that there was something missing in the social media market for gamers. And so, you know, I never really had the opportunity or the resources to get to what I needed or what my vision was for, uh, you know, showcasing gamers. But I always kept it in the back uh, just in case something happened, and especially with the social media movements that go on now. Um, you know, so I pitched the idea to an investor. He really liked it. And the idea was to help uh, users or, or gamers, streamers, content creators, cosplay, uh, musicians, DJs, uh, anyone that, you know, is is starting to get into that entertainment space. And they really don't know where to start, you know, like, okay, you know, create your social media, start building your quote unquote brand and just start creating content and start putting it out there and be consistent. So, you know, I see you can do that on Facebook and you might hit a few. Uh, you can do it on LinkedIn. You might hit a few more. You can do it on Instagram. You can do it all on these social medias and post what you're doing. And you might hit a snag a couple people, right? I had the idea of creating a platform for these for these users to you know, if they really want to get into gaming, you know, this is, these are the steps of, you know, creating your brand, you know, uh, what you need to do with your social medias to really, you know, start get, get going, you know, like a lot of people switched, uh, you know, they want to switch to a full-time streamer. Well, some people don't even know where to start. And hopefully this tool can help them say, you know, you know, build your brand, create a, create, create a gaming page on these social medias, you know, uh, every time you post, make sure it goes on all these social medias. And we really wanted to give them like a platform where they can stand and promote themselves. So that's where Claim Your Fame came from. And, you know, obviously the investor really liked it. Um, we moved forward on developing the app and it's both on Android and iOS. So we've developed it for both. We didn't just go one way and then hammer it out the other way. So we really, we really, our visions aligned about that. And he's big into music. He understands like, you know, a musician starting up, you know, they have to create their brand as well. So we're really building this platform out for entertainers, but we're really focusing on the gaming aspect right now because one, that's my expertise. And two, um, we see an opportunity for it right now. Yeah, of course. So, yeah. So that's where that really spawned from. And, you know, we really want to, we're developing it so that it encompasses all forms of entertainment uh, so that people have a platform to, you know, promote their brand. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, so, so on this application claim, is it called claim your fame? Just that, yes. Okay. Didn't know if it had a different name for the app. Um, are, is there any space for consumers? So if I wanted to go find new music musicians or new streamers or uh, DJs, even would I be able to go on here and f locate these people? Yeah. So what we're doing in, in that space is uh, we're hoping that this tool can help, you know, sponsors or, you know, companies that want to get into this uh, esports space 
uh, able to reach out to these users and see, you know, this this is where the gamification comes in. You know, we mm-hmm. we level your uh, your profile based on what you do on the app. You know, you create an event, you have people check in. Um, you upload a video, which is coming soon. Um, you do these things on the app and you gain experience and what we call fame. And you level up your profile so that when people are searching for, you know, a Call of Duty player, they're going to see the highest level Call of Duty player on the app. And you can either search by region, you can search by the game, or you can search by region and game. So let's say you're like... A, uh, like a Comic-Con and you're looking for uh, one of the best Fortnite players and you're going to be in Missouri and you don't want to fly somebody out. So you're going to get on the app and you're going to look up Missouri and you're going to look up Fortnite and you're going to see uh, the players or the you know content creators that do Fortnite and you're going to see a list from one to 10 on brand potential. And so you know, number one, obviously being the most brand potential in that region. So maybe you hire him to come, you know, play Fortnite or a tournament against this player. And you know that on his social medias, when he announces that, that's pretty much advertisement for you that you've, that as a, you know, a sponsor or as a a company, you know that he's going to get X amount of eyes on that, on this event. So this is how, it's going to be used for those type of users that maybe are not into gaming, but want that opportunity to, you know, meet a gamer or, you know, maybe have an organization, you know, say maybe they're doing something in Houston and they want an organization. They go to, they go to Houston, they go to organizations and then they have the top rated brand wise organizations. And so then they contact them and they say, Hey, can you run this event for us? We're going to be doing something in Houston. And those are, that's where the potential is coming in. Okay. I like that. I like that a lot. It's, um, I think it's a necessary, um, item or, uh, application for people to have, especially at this time period. Um, now what are, what are some of the things again that people do to, uh, quote unquote level up in this realm? So right now, uh, the app is very, it's, it's in alpha, you know, we, we're still developing it, but mm-hmm. you know, we, we have users testing it out and we have some organizations on it and we have some sponsors on it. And right now, you know, you can, you, you sign up and you know, you link your social medias and then after you create your profile, it gives you a little, you know, congratulations for cr- creating your profile. Here are the, you know, here are the things that you can do to level up. And uh, right now it's only a couple of things, but we're adding more features. But right now we have a daily check-in to the app, similar to any mobile game that you're playing. You know, they give you a free 24-hour cooldown. They give you some experience. Uh, so we have that. It's a one-time button. Every day you right. can come in, check in. And this is getting users to come back to see what events have been created, uh, you know, what, you know, see some new users, uh, maybe see if some people leveled up. And so there's that daily, your daily, you know, points. Uh, the other ways that you can create, you, uh, you gain your fame is, you know, if you're a streamer and you want to start leveling your brand, uh, you create an event for your stream. So say you stream Wednesday night. So Wednesday night, you do whatever, wind down Wednesday, you know, create your, t- create your title, create your event. And now you've created an event, you get fame points for that. So you get, it's almost like a currency on the app. Uh, now, every time someone checks into that event, so you have an allotted time for them to check in. So say you stream from nine to, or six to nine. Anyone during those time on the app can, you know, your your event is announced and then they can come in and check, check in. Part of checking in is there's your stream link, there's your website link, and now you have information in front of them so they can check out either your stream, your website, and any of those interactions gain you fame plus the people that are on the app doing the, these actions. So uh, it's creating like almost an economy of like, hey, let me check this guy out. Um, you know, he and it, it helps him build his brand. And in turn, it helps me build my brand because I'm helping him, you know, getting him a view, uh, getting him, you know, some exposure. And some of the features that we will be adding is, you know, sharing that event, sharing that stream will gain you different levels of fame or different points so that you can, um, you know, promote other people's uh, streams 
and, and events. So those are those are the uh, ways you can gain fame right now. Um, we are adding a feature where we're adding some different content update where um, we're going to bring in videos uh, and work as a, a clip system. You know, you gain fame for the likes that you get on your video. If people share your video, uh, they'll gain some fame. So there's ways to um, help people grow their brands. And then we're adding a blog content where, you know, if there's a recruitment for a team or someone looking for uh, certain things for career opportunities, um, that will be presented on the app as well. And the more that's shared, uh, the more points you get and the faster you level up. Hmm. It's very cool, man. That's like, um, it, it's a, literally a social media site for entertainment. Yeah. And one of the, one of the things that we really wanted to harp on and like focus on was we didn't want to have like a follow system because, you know, you need every social media has like how many followers do you have? Mm-hmm. How many engagements do you have? And that's where the the level comes in. So we're not going to have like a follow system where this guy has 10 million followers and this guy has 10, you know, mm-hmm. I think that really disheartens a lot of people that are getting into streaming or getting into content creation is how many followers can I gain? And how many, you know, people are worried about that. And we really wanted to stay away from that. And so that's why, you know, if you share someone's content or if you like it, or if you, you know, ha- help share their event, that's going to, you're going to get rewarded with leveling up your brand. And there's the gamification of like, you know, you're helping somebody else out, but you're not getting like a, a follow for a follow or any of that stuff, because you're already doing that with the other social medias. We're not trying to reinvent anything. We're just trying to help people, you know, get brand exposure and showcase like the work that they're putting in. And hopefully this tool will help people, you know, realize that it's, it's about building that community and about building that, you know, that brand identity. Interesting. And if someone were to want to follow, what would they do? Yeah. So we are going to add something and we haven't figured out the word yet, but we're going to add, uh, something where there's like an algorithm of, you know, you go to someone's profile, you like their content, you like their videos, you've seen some of their events, you like that. So we're going to have some kind of button where uh, they're going to be like a favorite. So it, when they post a video, it comes up on your feed, you know, and uh, let's say you're a company and you have like four or five people that you're interested in and you can, you can go and we, like I said, we haven't figured out the word, but it's like almost like a subscription to their channel so that you're building like when they post something, it's pushed up your feed more than somebody else's. So obviously that's all algorithm and development. So um, that's why it's important that we get users on there now so that we can start building those type of, um, you know, the coding and everything. So that's uh, that's how we're going to quote, unquote, follow someone, but it's just going to push their content more on your feed rather than like, you know, someone that just keeps uploading something. But the levels are going to be very important mm-hmm. during all this like uh, feed talk that we're, you know, the the new update, you know, people are going to ask, you know, what what are these levels for? And so, you know, the higher the level you are, the more perks you get on the app. So you upload a video you're going to go on top of the recent videos, like based on your level. So those algorithms are going to be in play. And so, you know, say you're a level 15 account. Well, you upload a video, that's going to be shown more across the app than someone that might be a level nine account, right? And these are the the perks of leveling, you know, and leveling your brand because you're going to get more of that exposure. And, you know, different levels are going to unlock different things. You know, uh, we're working on some partnerships, maybe some discounts at some places, uh, you know, with a certain level. uh, And then maybe an unlocking of more URL URL links, uh, you know, maybe adding, you know, if somebody wants to add a custom like website URL, um, that's at a a certain level, they can unlock that. So we're going to give different perks. We're going to have different achievements for uh, different things that you do on the app. So it's going to be like a game within a game, but also like helping build build that uh, brand. I like it. I like it. Uh, you know, I've talked with you a couple of different times about it. And um, sure, yeah. you know, one of the things I think was that was 
impactful to me was what you were planning on doing with like regional, the regional aspect of, of your, your application and that, you know, on sign up, you kind of claim your area as well. And you become kind of a, you can become sort of an authority in, in your region. Uh, and I was just kind of wondering what kind of, um, kind of integrations do you have planned for like, uh, in-person events when we do get in-person events back again? Yeah. So there's, there's a couple things that we're looking to add. And obviously, uh, this is probably more of the next phase after this foundation phase is done, uh, with the, uh, video content. But one of the key things of, of live events and even, I guess, online events is, you know, building your brand. When you win a tournament, mm -hmm. you know, you get, you know, you get the prizes and they make a graphic for the top eight and, you know, different things, right. Which, which exposes your brand a little bit more. So we would like to partner up with people that do events or even with our own events and reward fame points based on like placement. So if it's a claim your fame sponsored event or partnered event, um, you know, you got to make sure that you're on the app so that you can get your points. But, you know, based on seeding or, or whatever seed you got, you know, you may get some points to level up your brand because, you know, a gamer, some of their brand exposure is winning these tournaments. And obviously, uh, if they're sponsored, their sponsors want to get more out of it, too, because they're going to be showcased as number one and they gained all these fame points and it's helping level their brand. And then in turn, it's helping level the sponsor's brand. Right. So we're going to add some systems where if we uh, have a bracket, we can review the bracket. You're on the app. We can award you, you know, 100 fame points for first place and so on and so forth so those are some things that we're going to integrate with uh some different events across uh you know different organizations where it's helping them build their brand and getting exposure more uh, to these different opportunities uh that being said it's that's something that we need to develop and obviously we'd like to partner with different organizations to help uh get exposure that way but um that's a fun way of like leveling up your profile too, because going out and doing these events is almost as important as doing your stream because you're, you got to be part of the community and you got to show that you go out. One of my pet peeves is like some of these top players, they don't go out to locals anymore and they don't go and support these local little things. And, mm. and I think mm -hmm. part of, e yeah, part of esports is like, you know, People are going to age out of esports. People are going to retire. And you really need that influx of newcomers. And, you know, just like sports, you know, sports fans are gained every day based on what athletes are doing, you know, and they're part of the community and they do these things with the one on ones and stuff. And esports has an opportunity to really re engage the fan and really build that if they get these guys that are have made it to come to these events and say hey you know i was you once i was grinding here and this is what you can become if you really work at it you know and a lot of people think oh i just have to be really good at a game no you really have to build your brand you really have to get out there and like show that you're bringing value to an organization or to a sponsor because in turn like just like a sport you know one day you're going to be done with that. So, um, you know, Ninja did it the right way. He built his brand and look what he did, you know, and you're going to see a lot of kids like, oh, I mm -hmm. want to do esports, but why, why, if I'm not winning in esports and I'm not making money, why don't I just do my own thing and build my own brand and, and build my own empire? So you're going to see that trend with esports and gaming and, and streaming. I mean, you already see it with all these viewers on Twitch and everybody wants to be the next Dr. Disrespect or, you know, some of these big, big streamers, you know? So uh, esports needs to find that delicate balance of like community brand and, uh, you know, getting those new faces in. Yeah, I, I agree 100% earlier. You talked about us being kind of aligned in our, our, our visions and, you know, mindsets and something like that. I really agree with you. You brought up that, that point. And I sometimes wonder, you know, Ninja is an, is a unique example. I think. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, he, he has done his thing and con kind of grew up in this way. I don't know if he's an industry plant, you know, in, in the way you would talk about like other, entertainment places but i've noticed lately in especially the linkedin community 
you know, um, which I kind of feel like we're all kind of sharing the same uh, stage right now. We're all kind of passing the microphone around, but there is a certain demographic of of people that are in the professional esports realm that claim um, some authority tenure on the space that I've been noticing on 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 the social platforms. I've kind of been um, de- being kind of degrading towards up and comers and people who are trying to establish their own thing. Have you been experiencing that or seen some of that? Yeah, you know, it's it's almost like, you know, and I see it in sports too, you know, a lot of, a lot of people are in the space mm-hmm. and they've made it and they forget oh, well, maybe some of them never really grinded, you know, and a lot of it now is, you know, just like anything else, it's a grind, you know, you're yeah. an entrepreneur, you're you know, you're creating and <clears throat> those guys don't really need to create and you know, and sometimes you just lose that. You you lose that vision of like how you got there. And yeah, I've noticed it with, you know, some people that I've talked to where it's like, you know, hey, good luck, you know, and the, that wasn't the point of the conversation. And, I, you know, when I when I talk to someone and, I, you know, I, I take my time to talk to someone, I really want to get something out of it, you know, and I'm not mm-hmm. looking for any handouts, but I'm looking for just like maybe some education or maybe I'm not a different perspective. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when I talk to some of these guys, they just they don't offer that. And I think esports is missing that because, you know, just like uh, poker, you know, poker was huge and riding high and it was on espn and it was doing all these things and they got Mm -hmm. brands but then it kind of just staggered out and i i feel like esports can take that aspect as well you know like if you're not helping you know feed the bottom and 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 the grassroots Mm -hmm. you're really just gonna dry it up and 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 i feel like that's what happened with the poker brand like i think it's still there and it's always going to be there because it's poker Mm -hmm. just like video games will always be there but you really need to have that gateway of like uh, top to bottom you know and and it needs to have that like yeah if i want to reach out to somebody it's not just like hey good luck you know it's like hey you know i really like i respect what you're doing these are the things i would do and just some guidance you know that's that's some of the things that some of the some of the more, most important conversations i've had is like hey you know this is what this is something i would do maybe i don't pick it up right away but i just say you know getting a different perspective always helps and i think esports might be missing that a little bit but you know, you'll see it with these education and uh, these high school esports leagues, and people mm-hmm. are starting to realize, oh, we might mm-hmm. need to dial it back a little bit and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, start expanding. You know, there's enough to go around in esports, and there's enough to go around ten times for everybody. Mm-hmm. So let's just make sure that it doesn't go away and dry up like like poker did. And, no, and nothing against poker, I love poker, and I love what they did with the branding and the and the ESPN stuff. But I just think they missed the market on it because again, it's a very niche thing where like you have to be a certain age to play poker, and there's certain like you know events that you can only go to and stuff. So like you really when they dried the well, they dried the well, you know. So I, I don't just I just don't want that to happen with esports, and I think it's starting to change a little bit but you're like yes i've had conversations where it's just been like all right man that yeah that was not helpful. i think you know you know with so. poker there's a there's a lot to say about what you just said actually but poker you know has yeah. you know generations after generations of people who've who've participated and played the game and is more highly regulated than any other uh gaming activity sure. in the world i think you know, uh, esports. I think is it's complicated to get there with that. But one of the things I want to say about what I said before was inversely, we're seeing like, and this is why I kind of sympathize with the guys who are like, you know, kind of degrading or kind of like, kind of trying to downplay the value of newer up and coming people is because there are some guys that are getting into the esports business and, and just going for the money. You know, they're, they don't really have mm-hmm. the passion for it, you know, and, and it's not necessarily young guys. You know, when we're talking about this, we're usually talking about people who have aged out of their or doing tradition. They're transitioning out of a, 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 
a, a long-term career and looking for investments, they see esports, it's an opportunity to invest in something like that. But, you know, it's guys like you, mm-hmm. uh, there's guys like Ninja, there's guys like me that have all come at it kind of at a different part of the gaming culture. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's where the value comes in. Now, there are those guys who are newer guys who never were a part of the gaming culture. So there is that, and I do sympathize with that. Yeah, You know, I'm not sure about gaming, though, when it comes to regulation. Obviously, there's a, a ton of, you know, the Global Federation this, the, you know, National Association yeah. this. <laughs> but it really doesn't bring me much value because when I hear those people talk, they talk like, sorry, guys, boomers. Yeah, You know, it's like that you don't have a clue what it means. And you're not like your comprehension of what fall guys – their comprehension of what fall guys means to esports they're like well this doesn't look like a esport this you know or like i don't know what's the next mobile game that comes out they're just not paying attention they think that the only place to make money is in pc gaming or wherever they they find themselves looking at the mainstream of esports yeah and that's unfortunate because you know, I, I do business, I do esports business like around the world, you know, and I've done stuff with, you know, yeah. African nations. I've done stuff in the Philippines. You know, we've done stuff, you know, uh, with events over there. And you can really see like that PC gaming is big, but like, you know, mobile gaming is huge and there's so much opportunity there. It's just what fits the agenda for these big markets, you know, and over in the Asian countries, mobile gaming is like the number one thing, you know, like, and mm-hmm. uh, it's just not here, maybe based on just timing and age or, or like development and what like they can have control over, uh, you know, like the esports leagues, mm-hmm. like the Overwatch League and, you know, leagues like that are controlled directly here. Uh, with the mobile gaming, you really can't control like, you know, what these developers are making and have these like global federations and stuff. So I think, uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, a lot of people that want to get into esports, they see it's a billion dollar industry and they see money and they're like, well, let's just, you know, cash cow. And like Mm -hmm. that, this isn't like, this isn't like Bitcoin, you know, this isn't like, Hey, let's get in early. And when it makes you know, when it splashes, let's get out. It's like, you really need to mm-hmm. focus on the community and really like, like I said, there's enough to go around, you know, like if you do it right, you set up, mm-hmm. set, set up a foundation, you make, make a network, have connections, you're going to be fine. Uh, some people just don't want to take that route. They want to find a person that does that for them and then associate their name with them, which is hey, that's the way they want to do it. That's completely fine. It's just, there's different avenues, and I think it's just a little bit more authentic when you're really in the grind and you understand it from that ground level, that grassroots level. Yeah, I think you got to enjoy the culture. Uh, and that's one of the things that I've noticed from investors and people who get into gaming. They, they just don't enjoy the culture of esports as much as they like to think that it's just a emerging technology like um, any other thing like healthcare yeah. or something. I don't know. You know, just a mm-hmm. just a way to put their money in and make an investment. But if you really love the culture and you're going to events and you're participating in online, going, you know, watching your favorite streamers, then it's a great investment. You know, it's a, like a long term life decision, I think. Yeah, it's like investing into like getting a minority stake in like, you know, a football team like yeah. you're, you're very interested in the sport. You watch it and now you have a little piece of it and. You really have to understand like the football culture. Some people don't, you know, some people are like football, like really, but like it's a multi-billion dollar industry, you know, and it's like, you know, it's like a religion in the South and like the people like don't understand that. And like Mm -hmm. when you see people trying to bid for football teams is because they know that there's money there, but like what kind of cult, what kind of background do you have in the football? You know, like you could be a fan, you could be like someone that's interested in the teams and like management, but like, that's like, you know, esports. it's, it's very, I sports and esports are very similar in those aspects of like the business management of it. Yeah. Um, you know, and we're, t- you know, in terms of business, uh, now that we're on that topic, I was kind of curious, uh, because claim your fame is not a nonprofit, correct? No, it's not. 
Okay. So how, how are you planning on uh, making revenue off of Claim Your Fame? Like, how is that going to work? So everything we offer for the app is free. Um, obviously, we want to build a community and nickeling, diming, like people that are getting started isn't really our vision. Right. And I don't think that should be anyone's model uh, unless, you know, you're in it for the money, which <laughs> businesses right. need to be, you know, they need to make money. But everything that we're generating and return on investment and our plans is based on, you know, getting the users and then using those users as like a platform for advertisement. So, you know, we have XY uh, Madden players or uh, this many Fortnite players. In turn, we can, you know, advertise certain things like maybe you're an up and coming, a new game, you're a, a, a new PC built from a company. Uh, maybe, you know, you have a stream kit that you want to sell to people that be getting streaming. You know, you can advertise on our app and you can advertise it with the streamers that are learning how to stream. So it in turn helps these companies that are like, that's their demographic. And we're essentially bringing it, bringing it to their forelight. And they can just advertise with us and, you know, we can create, a, you know, a marketing schedule for that. And so there's different things that we can do on the back end of it. And then, of course, there's like, you know, things that you can do with like uh, promoting someone's uh, profile if if we want to go that route, right. uh, that's something we don't really, uh, we really aren't thinking, but you know, mm -hmm. with how Facebook and how Instagram, you can like promote a post. Uh, we might have something like that. Um, might be something where you unlock with a level, you get a free one, like a boost and stuff like that. So there's different avenues, but we know that users for us equal what we want to get to. And right. we want to provide the best quality of, this platform for the users so that we can go and turn help, you know, other companies like, you know, promote to them or advertise to them. So our, a lot of our return on investment is going to be on the, on that back end of advertisement. And right. you know what, if I was someone that was running a, you know, a, a PC company, if you, if I could get a demographic, that's just players mm -hmm. rather than just do it on Facebook, you know, there, there's your advertisement dollar going to a better demographic. So uh, that is something that, you know, works for us and how our plan works out in kind of like the long run. Yeah, that's that's very uh, a very good way of looking at it. I mean, you know, you do have uh, other brands in competition with specific esports related brands on platforms like Facebook and Instagram competing for that spotlight you know um yeah. i i see i see all kinds of different ads on my facebook personally you know yeah uh, especially ones that i've been talking about if i talk about needing a new haircut next thing you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm seeing a, a new uh advertisement for like a shaver or some of some sort so yeah i think that's Definitely. that's brilliant now will there be any uh plan in place for someone to pay uh, like a user to pay for more experience to level up so that there is talks of having like um you know a one-time level boost to help your brand we just want to figure out the the way we're going to do it because we don't want somebody to the pay that's not really vested into it because yeah. then it, it really throws off our demographic but maybe we yeah. can see a user that's hit a certain level and um you know, maybe they want to get an extra boost or they're maybe they're late to coming in and they're like, oh, man, I should have started this when Alpha was out so I could start leveling my brand. And they're really on the grind and they really need this like boost in their, um, you know, their brand exposure. Uh, we may be offering something like that. But again, it's something that really determines our algorithms of. Uh, we don't want somebody that's been grinding and really building their brand to get outshone by somebody that just wants to pay dollars for it. And we understand this is the capitalism world and money talks, but like yeah. we really want to have that sense of like, hey, I've organically built my brand. Mm -hmm. I don't want, you know, and so we, we're, we're figuring this out. You know, it's right. the good thing about starting a business and having these ideas is like, and, and not a lot of people get this opportunity that I have. So I'm blessed to have this opportunity mm -hmm. to really have my idea invested in and, you know, shown to the world. But, 
you know, we really want to have this organic grassroots feel. And like, you know, we wouldn't be mad if Ninja was on the app, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> right. of yeah. but you know, we will also want to like allow people to like, you know, the work that they put in is what they get out. And I feel like that's a very blue collar way of looking at stuff. Yeah. But, you know, I think that's what esports. I think that's, you know, in our research there, that's where the opportunity is. And, and if you can hit that, you know, demographic, I think that's what really is missing in the, in the esports space is like, you get what you earn, not what you get, what you hand it, you're handed, you know? So like, I think uh, we might have something like that for a user that's been around for a while and just, you just need that boost, mm -hmm. but it might be in a different form of a boost. Maybe like uh, their, their events are showcased more, a little bit more so that they get more exposure that way. And it helps build their brand a little bit more organically yeah. than just giving them 10 levels right away. So there's different things that we are working on, but right now we're very focused on just getting users and really getting some feedback and, and getting the experience, you know, like, this is the most exciting time in an app because this this is where you can mold it to what you think it should be right. and with feedback. And I think we've gotten a lot of feedback, a lot of good feedback, a lot of bad feedback, a lot of a lot feedback is feedback for me. So and I really like the stuff that helps us think critically about what we're going to do next because we want this app to help people and help them level up. So uh, it's definitely we definitely anybody that's, you know, interested in helping out that way that's that's the best way you can help out yeah before we let you go this would not be the esports business network podcast if we didn't talk a little bit about competition yeah <laughs> so who do you guys who do you think is your biggest competition i know you and i have talked about efuse but what who do you think out there is like that you look at and you're like we want to we want to beat them we want to race against them we want to be out there <laughs> um there's a couple, but like we, what we're doing is really, is really different than what, you know, eFuse does and kind of like, mm -hmm. uh, there was clutch. Um, unfortunately they just closed, uh, they did video clips and they had a unique system of like clip of the week, which was cool. And, mm -hmm. um, they unfortunately had to close up shop, uh, in August, early August. Uh, but there's another one that's like uh, melee or mealy um and it's the same thing they upload your clips and like get people to like it hype it up and you get experience cool idea um there's a gamification aspect of that and you know but i don't think there's anything like what we're doing because you know we're really focusing on building your brand we're not focusing on what clips you can high upload and we're not focusing on like you know the event specifically we're we're focusing on what you can do for the community and what you bring and what kind of value you're going to bring to an organization so i think I, I i take some ideas from those guys you know I, I i like some of their ideas and i like you know but i don't think there's anything out there like that and that's why i think there's a great opportunity here but if I would have to say, I would have to say like eFuse. I, I really like what they're doing, but I feel like they're more like LinkedIn. Uh, mm -hmm. I think LinkedIn does the same thing that they do. Um, and I think they just really focus on eSports, which is awesome. But I think eSports, you know, if you pitching yourself to eSports, um, you know, there's there's only so many, so many ways you can go. And our platform is very eSports based, but we're building a foundation for entertainment. And... Um, you know, there's different things out there that do cool things and some are just websites and some are just apps. Um, of, right now we're just an app, but we're obviously building the back end of our website with a user base. Um, but yeah, I think, I think those were the things like when I said they, when, when they, when I saw, oh, the official app of esports, I was like, God damn it. You know, <laughs> but, but I was like, you know, I, like I said, there's enough to go around and I, applaud anybody that is taking that risk and really putting their stuff out there because you know it takes a lot to get that done it takes a lot of hard work and what those guys have done for the gaming community i think is amazing i i think it's great mm -hmm. i just think that there is you know there's opportunity somewhere else with like you know this our whole thing is like you know hashtag build your brand you know i think mm -hmm. a lot of the movement and gaming and entertainment is going to be about branding i mean we see it all the time with actors they see something on their social media and they're canned from like the sequel and you know they might have made millions of dollars on the first movie so you really need our our vision and our goal is really to teach these young 
aspiring entertainers, gamers, that esports is a, or that social media is a very powerful tool. And if you can manage that, you can lead to different opportunities. Very nice. Very interesting. And uh, as you and I both know, Entrant, there is a sea of possibilities that this could become. Um, and uh, I think that's very interesting. And I'm really looking forward to hearing more about that in the future. Um, but as Trent said, this would not be the Esports Business Network podcast if we did not ask this traditional question in closing. Sure. So uh, if you were a beginner and you met yourself today, <laughs> yeah, how would you go back and, and give yourself advice if you were a beginner? So the biggest thing that I would do and the biggest advice I'd give myself is you know make sure that whatever you do you're you're creating you're creating content and you're you have content and you're consistent because that is really the you know any business model is they're creating content whether whatever whatever business line you're in you're creating content and you're being consistent on it so if you're going to post weekly you make sure you post weekly if you're going to post daily you make sure you post daily. Like you need to be as consistent as possible and you need to create content. And if you, and, and sometimes like myself right now, I'll have a bunch of content, you know, and I'm like, oh man, I have this cool clip. I have this. And I really want to just put it out there to the world. But you really need to sometimes just slow down too and just say, okay, I have enough content for the month. I don't need to put it out in two days, you know, and I really need to, be consistent in where I'm posting it. And, you know, it might be a pain to post it everywhere. And you might like feel like you're annoying your friends on Facebook or on LinkedIn. Like, oh my God, this guy posting every day the same thing. But guess what? You're gonna lot you're gonna leave an impression and you're really building something there. So, you know, a lot of people like, you know, they they feel like they're getting judged with like, man, like you know, I see a lot of people do like these Facebook businesses or like, you know, anything that they try to get friends, like 10 followers on Facebook. Listen, I respect those people because they're creating something and they're putting the grind in. And when I see someone doing that same thing a year later, I, I they gain all my respect because a lot of people just like, you know, they get a message from someone saying, hey, you know, stop posting stuff. It's ruining my feed or whatever. And then they stop doing it. Like, no, you need to be very consistent on what you're doing. You need to take, right. you need to put the blinders on and have your vision and know where you want to get. And I always say, you know, content and consistency. And then if you have those, you're building the foundation to the things that you want to do. That couldn't be said any better, Mike. Um, is there anything you'd like to say? Any plugs, anything? How can they follow you? Drop your links. What we got? Yeah, sure. So all our marketing that we do for social medias for Claim Your Fame is done through our Claim to Fame Entertainment stuff. So it does get a little confusing, but let's just say Claim to Fame Entertainment is like the marketing brand, uh, the marketing uh, company for Claim Your Fame. So like, you know, our Twitch is Claim to Fame Entertainment. Our YouTube is Claim to Fame Entertainment. We've really hone the market on claim to fame entertainment. Uh, we've actually, we actually got trademarked in the esports space on uh, uh, claim to fame. So anything that, you know, you know, if someone says, Hey, what's his claim to fame? And it's like something to do with esports. Uh, we have that trademarked. So uh, which was like something we did last summer, which is pretty cool. Uh, we also have our logo, the C like the C with the, the star, uh, that's trademarked as well in the esports space. So um, everything everything we're branding really is the claim to fame entertainment. So Instagram, YouTube, uh, Twitter, Twitch, everything is claim to fame entertainment. And then obviously I have my personal ones, which you can find on all those social medias because I'm the one, you know, pushing everything. Um, and then obviously, you know, I have, uh, you know, we have our website claimyourfame.gg, and really that's an informational piece about the app. You know, a little bit um, information, a little video on, you know, how to sign up and with the different features. Obviously, we have to update that with the new features coming out. We have some blogs on like how to build your brand. Um, we have great articles about like 
uh, how to build your Instagram, five tips on how to build your Instagram, you know, five tips how to build your LinkedIn. Um, so if people want to check that out, that's on claimyourfame.gg in our blog section. Um, we also do an awesome, unique thing called Path to Fame, which is, quote, quote our blog section, but we're highlighting different uh, entertainers or esports space, um, you know, people building their brand through the app. Uh, we're going to do like a blog following their story. So we have, uh, we have a cosplayer. Uh, we have a coach that is, uh, we have a, a player that's looking to get into coaching in the esports space. And then we have a high school student that's looking for a scholarship in esports. And so we're following their journeys uh, with the path to fame and how the app is helping them get exposure. So those are cool things that we're uh, doing. We also, we're also offering a scholarship that uh, students can uh, apply to. And it's $1,000 to a student that's interested in joining a varsity esports team. And then we also have $1,000 for someone that may be interested in, in studying esports business. So um, yeah, all that information is on claimyourfame.gg. Awesome. Mike, once again, Mike Crossman. Uh, you can find him on all the things, as he said. Appreciate you for coming on the show. We, uh, we look forward to having you back again another time definitely but um for us you can find us on discord you can go to discord.ebn.gg join the discord server join the facebook group.ebn.gg and uh and join the community uh we're growing on linkedin our linkedin presence and it's pretty much a aggregate of all of the best and current events in esports so go over and check out the linkedin but anyway, I'm Trent Knox. I'm Cameron Shelby. And this is EBMP, the Esports Business Network Podcast.